0: Hello everyone, welcome into a, another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry, the Cat's Paws. Uh, Derek, I'm still sitting here at Humphrey Coliseum in Starkville, Mississippi, and I don't think anyone could have ever predicted a night like this. This, this is by far, it, it has to be one of the... In, I don't say this lightly, it has to be one of the best moments in, in recent Kentucky basketball history, given that a Kentucky, kid, a Kentucky kid exploded for this type of performance in a game, Derek, where Kentucky had to have somebody do something. It was the the kid who grew up watching Kentucky.
1: Yeah, it was really one of the more unique circumstances, I think, of any, I mean, ever. Like, because you got to think about this era that we're in. I mean, there's not been a kids, but not like... No one who had been probably discussed quite as much as Dante had. No one who I, I don't know. I hope that makes sense what I'm saying. Like all the circumstances that led into this. Like yeah, we've seen kids you know hit seven threes in a game. There, there've been plenty in the Cal era, but like probably one of the more improbable uh, performances I can I can remember at Kentucky. I mean, a guy who I don't even know his numbers coming into the game. He did well like one three two three something like that the whole year coming in. I barely played. Two of six, and,
0: I think, on the season coming into today. And so the two of six,
1: team, and I think today he, he he already has more. Does he lead the team? Or he has more threes now than B.J. Boston, right, I think, after this game?
0: he He's second on the team now and made three-pointers this season and Mints, with nine. Yeah. And Mintz, I think, has 13 maybe, I think. is uh, So, I mean, if Dante keeps playing, you have to think that – He's going to If you can hear something in the background here, they're actually sanitizing all the seats because there's another game in here tomorrow, so it shouldn't be too loud in the backdrop. It's clearly across the other It's all the way on the other side of the arena. But seeing him in that moment tonight, Derek, it, and what he said after the game about Kentucky kids, this isn't something that many Kentucky kids get a chance to do. And he got to play hero. And let's just say it's only for one night. I mean, I don't think it's going to be just for one night because you don't just do that. That's not just a fluke thing that you come in here and shoot the ball that way. Uh, he's clearly going to be at the top of every scouting report now moving forward, especially for Vandy. But let's say that this is this is it for him. What a cool moment. I mean, to say that the team that you grew up for, you kind of got to ride the, ride the ship and get the thing moving in the right direction. And to the teammates, how happy they were for him. Yeah. stuff the bench uh, that's something that you know shouldn't go unsaid those those guys were genuinely happy for Dante Allen tonight
1: well they had to have it too I mean this was a game they had to win they'd never lost to Mississippi State under Cal um they they were in a spot that didn't look too good in the second half they got down nine um at multiple multiple points I mean they were down nine with nine minutes left I think that's when Cal got tossed right
0: It was, and then I tweeted, I took a picture there, too. I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, The moment that Cal got tossed, the guys came together, and I remember it was Tony Barbie and Bruiser Flint, all the assistants They were literally going over because the rest of the guys on the bench were kind of freaking out. Like, you could kind of see that they were like, oh, my God, like, I've never seen anything like this before. And they'll go over there like, it's okay. And then you see Davion Mintz and those guys on the floor like, we're fine, and then they came together in that moment, and then that's when Kentucky's run started.
1: Well, it's kind of a rite of passage for a a Kentucky basketball team to win a game with uh, John Calipari getting tossed. It seems like it happens every year. (laughs) And uh, this team came together, and, yeah, you're right, bringing up Bruiser Flynn. I thought he did a great job. Tony Barbie, Joel Justice, Jay Lucas, they all played a a part in uh, winning this game tonight. But certainly, I mean, it's the first time they won a game since November 25th. Um, It was a – this was, I mean, Cal said it was a big win. He's right. Like I, on paper, yeah, it might not be a huge win. Mississippi State's probably going to be one of the finished near the bottom in the SEC standings, if I had to guess. But this team just had to have something to go right for it. And, uh, you know, I still don't think long-term. I mean, this Kentucky team needs a lot of work. Maybe, maybe they come out and play a little bit looser moving forward now that they've got to win. Things won't be so tight. I mean, they've got another very winnable game. Uh, A game they should win, actually, more than just winnable. Like, they need to beat Vanderbilt. If if you're serious about turning this season around, you can't lose at home to Vanderbilt. So it's another big opportunity. Play well in that game, and all of a sudden maybe they have some confidence. I mean, who knows what this offense is going to look like now with with Dante Allen. Like, no, you don't expect him to go out and drop 23 every game. But the idea that – think about it this way, Sean. He he scored 40-something points as a game as a high schooler, and I get it. They weren't playing great competition but he's been billed as a shooter. Everybody said that, and he's proven that he can shoot. So with that said, like, I don't think that's going to go away. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're going to keep – he can come and hit some shots for you. And, Sean, to me, a big thing now – and maybe, like, do you think it can coincide with B.J. Boston developing and Dante Allen still getting minutes? Because, I mean, think about the statement that was sent from Bruiser Flint. Like, when it was winning time, B.J. Boston was not on the floor for Kentucky. It was Dante Allen tonight.
0: He wasn't, and I, I keep wondering, too, if, if Terrence Clark hadn't have missed tonight's game, does Dante's moment happen? Because it's not like he set the world on fire in the first half. It, it goes back to what Cal says. If I play somebody in the first half, I'll play them in the second. If I don't play them in the first half, I'm not going to play them in the second That's a very good point, though, Derek. Uh, how does this work out? You know, How does this uh, move You know, going forward? But I'll tell you this, Bruiser Flint deserves a ton of praise tonight. For having the the guts to do that, uh, yep. that tells me that that's hey, a guy uh,
1: Isaiah Jackson as well was on did. the bench. I mean, he he put the guys out there he felt like would give them the best chance to win the game. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. about draft stock. It wasn't about hurting anybody's feelings. He he was doing everything he could to win that game.
0: Yeah, and to me, I think John Calipari and all those guys uh, should uh, be appreciative that. I mean, it's tough decisions, Derek. But when you're one and six, you you kind of let's yeah. face it. If Kentucky loses this game, they're done. There's no way that they come back yeah. from it. One and seven, uh, another loss. You know, Dante having a performance. Uh, I think that they definitely made the right call for sure. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see, though, but it could. Be, does it push B.J. Boston to be better? Because now there's some pressure there. Uh, clearly, Dante Allen, there was some pressure there too going into this game, but you never would have known it by the way he performed the night. I mean, the, the basket literally looked like the Pacific Ocean to him. And just, I don't know, like some of those shots he made, just I'm sitting here, and I'm like, if, if good Lord. like I just couldn't believe that. Honestly, I had to like do this to my eyes just to see if it was actually really happening because this doesn't – it felt like I was watching a movie, Derek.
1: Yeah, well, I think you could tell, too, he started to settle in. I mean, I thought he was still playing fast, and that's natural. I mean, he's he's really not played a lot of minutes at all at the college level. And he gets in there, and you could just tell once he started to settle down, got some confidence, I mean – he played 32 minutes tonight. You know, Askew and Mintz played over 40, but outside of Saar and Ware, I mean, Ware played 35. Think about that. When you talk about team building, these guys who you think are going to be around, that's four guys who are at least uh, 30 minutes tonight who you think will be back next year. That would be a huge experience going forward.
0: Lance Ware is going to be a very good basketball player at Kentucky. Devin Askew is going to be fine. I, I like it it keeps coming together for him, Derek. It kind of makes you wonder if the guys that, that we kind of keep claiming to be stars had been stars from the get-go. This team's not bad. I mean, the role guys have just keep getting better. Uh, you know, Davion Mintz had some struggles and stuff tonight. He, he kind of forced the issue a couple of times there. But – I uh, thought Devin Askew played very well. Again, I thought he was able to do some things. There was one play. Uh, he made two really good plays in transition, found guys, and they finished. And Joel Justice came from the back row of the bench and met him at the M logo at midcourt and was so happy for him. And I think seeing those moments kind of tell you just how much this, of a mental battle this has been for these kids, every one of them, to get through these struggles. Oh, Olivier Sar uh, hit threes tonight, which I've been saying I feel like that if he has a future in basketball beyond college, it's going to be as a stretch four instead of playing a back to the basket five position, which I think is what you might see evolve with this offense. When you have Dante Allen on the floor that can spray it. And then you have Olivier Sar, who clearly showed tonight that he needs to take some more three pointers there. Cause he, he hit what, two, I think at least two.
1: Saar had uh, yeah, he hit both of his, he went two for two.
0: So First, seeing that, now here too, this is another point on Dante Allen. So we heard all the transy talk about that scrimmage. And whether he hits seven threes, 700-3s, threes, or three threes, the thing that I kept hearing, we kept hearing, what seven eleven is what I told you. Yeah. Then we saw seven of ten. How ironic is it that he goes seven of eleven from three point range tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's, a, it's a movie script. You you can't script it any. And then seeing him, I'm going to say this because by the time everyone listens to this, you would have read the story that I'm going to publish tonight. Uh, I know Jack is going to write something similar as well. So we're staying in the same hotel as the team. And last night we're we're going downstairs. It wasn't planned. It was just just happened to be by chance. And, and Dante's in the gym. It's ten it's ten o'clock at night, and he's on the treadmill. And we see him, and then we walk outside and we sat around uh, the fire outside by the pool, and. Come back in, and Dante Allen's on a computer in the hotel lobby, Derek, at 10.45 at night. And we just sit there on the other side, and then we finally decide to to go up and, you know, get ready for bed. It's 11.30. You know what he's watching? Game film Game on film. Mississippi State. Sitting there at 11. Now, not, now I can't – I don't know what everyone else was doing in their rooms. I mean, who's to say maybe, you know, Dante didn't have a laptop with him or something. But he took a moment to get to himself and was watching game film and the only thing that I kept saying is he's pre- he prepared for this moment. And he was he wasn't going to let this thing pass by. He was doing everything he could to make sure that he was ready. And uh you know kudos to him Derek for sticking it out. You kind of see the reward you get for handling adversity and handling it the right way. Not and Another thing too, Cameron Fletcher was a great teammate tonight. I want to point that out. i think I thought that was a big thing because I know that was some stuff there There was some stuff thrown out there that there was some questions about his ability to play in with in inside of a team culture or a team setting. I thought it was great to see him do that tonight uh but you've had situations where you've had a player get upset about their minutes or lack thereof, and then you had Dante Allen who sat and waited his turn and look how you get rewarded.
1: No question. I mean. Dante talked a lot about that tonight, about trusting his work that he put in and that uh, he really fell back on that tonight. Sean, I thought you made some good points. Moving forward, I mean, obviously this was a big win, no question. One thing to remember tonight, I mean, Dante got that chance. I think he was going to get it regardless, but a big reason why was, I mean, Terrence Clark was out, didn't play at all. So moving forward in this backcourt I, mean, I think Mintz has proven he needs. You know, he he's played well enough that he's gonna play a lot of minutes. Askew, you can tell, is getting better and better. Dante coming on, he you know he's gonna play. I mean, he, he, he's gonna play. I think every game from here on out. You don't do that and then just go back to the way it was. I mean, perhaps he'll get to a point where the shots don't fall as much. Maybe he'll start slumping. Maybe you know, I don't know. You just have to see. But a guy who has that kind of capability, I think he's gonna keep getting chances, no doubt just in terms of a team setting, like, where does that leave BJ and Terrence? I mean, it's just, like, it's going to get crowded, right? If if another guy emerges, some, someone's going to be an odd man out, and I just don't know how it's going to be balanced with you're, with the um, – go, go ahead. Go ahead. So what well, you say?
0: you're at a point now.
1: Uh, who
0: do you take out of the rotation? I don't think you can clearly take anyone out. I mean, bj's I was going to say, I,
1: I wouldn't go to a point like – Kentucky, at its best, you would think, has a very good Terrence Clark and a very good B.J. Boston. What I ask you, though, and this is I I know it seems like I'm always piling on B.J., but, like, at a certain point, he can't be the guy taking all the shots if he's not going to start making them. Like, at a certain point, maybe he's just not what you thought he was going to be, but there's always a lot riding on the kids that you know are going to be one and done. And I I know some people listen to this and they screw it. Who cares, like, about that guy? Like, this is about the team winning. To a certain extent, I agree with you, but, like, I don't think it's best for Kentucky or BJ that he just like well, stops playing as much. I just maybe the simplest thing to say is like BJ Boston he would do himself a favor and I think Cal would would really appreciate if he starts uh playing to the level that he was expected to be at because if not I mean I, you might they, end up being in more situations where Dante's on the floor more than he is when they really need buckets.
0: Well, I, I tweeted it at halftime that we're at a point – you asked me at what point you know, do we start to kind of move to the – not that he's not a good basketball player, but maybe not a star. Uh, I think everyone's kind of asking that right now, Derek. And then when you, you look at stats, I tweeted it at halftime. I said we're to the point now – that he can't keep taking the number of shots he's taken, shooting the percentage that he is. It was 35 percent from the floor on the year, 15 percent from three. Uh, I know he the three point percentage didn't go up because he didn't hit one in the second in the second half. But when you look at those numbers, I think the biggest thing is Derek is does this kind of does it kind of push him to be good? Because to this point, uh-huh. who was taking his minutes? Who was taking Terrence Clark's minutes? So now it's kind of at that stage where. And Cal and that's the thing that Cal has said, and that was the stuff that was off about all the stuff leading up to the last few weeks is Cal you know Cal talking about how those guys had earned the right to miss shots and you know kind of shoot their way out of some things that are going wrong. That never was the case at Kentucky at any other year. It was always co- competition kind of you know breeds excellence and competition yeah. drives and pushes that, and that's why you go to Kentucky well, now you're seeing it. Kentucky's had a sniper sitting on the bench the entire season for a team that has just been historically bad from three-point range, and Cal's going to get a lot of criticism for this. Even though that they got a win and Dante performed, you know there's going to be more criticism than positive come out of it from a national landscape, even from a local landscape. I mean, we're all going to sit here and wonder, why does this kid not play and even with the defensive issues or whatever else? But then again, you look tonight, there were a couple of times that he was the lone man back, Defensively and come away with a stop, and you got to see the fight and had five rebounds, which is a career high. So he he impacted the game in more ways than just his three point shot tonight. Only one turnover, I think, and that kind of I don't know. Did they give him credit for the one the ball that was thrown away and a guy beat him to it, or was it a different play on the turnover?
1: Allen had uh yeah he had he had no turnovers.
0: Oh, he had no no turnovers. Somebody I thought I thought somebody wrote that he had one or put out that he had one. Wow, okay. According to the
1: stats, Now he didn't have any. Okay, even
0: even better then. So no turnovers from him, which was a big thing. The last time he got minutes, he turned the ball over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a great night for a great kid. Uh, A kid who, Derek, has already, I mean, just think of the journey back. Torn ACL in the middle of just an unbelievable senior season where you're scoring literally 45 to 50 points. Kind of wondering if you see a place for a kid at Kentucky like Dante Allen. And I think... It goes back to what I've been saying for weeks now. Did Kentucky's struggles to start the year, was it the best thing for the program long-term? Because what you're finding out is the leash is a little bit longer now because it's had to be with, with Lance Ware and Jacob Toppin and Devin Askew and the list goes on and on. Now Dante Allen, that guys got minutes because other guys were struggling. If Kentucky had been 6-1, and one, B.J. Boston, yeah, great. The, the record's good they're they're winning games but what does it do to some of these guys Do they see a path for playing time at kentucky i think generally everybody's been able to be happy at some point this year nobody can say anything now everybody has had it's kind of had a, a big opportunity uh so did does this do the struggles pay off is what i'm getting at like has it been well, a good thing for the program
1: i i think there's a real chance by the end of this year that if, if nobody transfers, if nobody makes any ill-advised NBA decisions, like I think there's going to be enough to get you excited about next season. I mean, Askew, I don't think is a guy's going to be shooting up draft boards, but he is. He turned in 43 minutes tonight,
0: getting three turnovers.
1: Good. I mean, did a good job. Six assists, four rebounds. Like he's helping them play uh, play good basketball right now. He he's should be good, back next but, year. Yeah, Lance Allen's here. not going to go anywhere. If Allen keeps doing this. Like he's going to be a fan favorite. Like. Look. He's got nowhere to go. Uh, Cameron Fletcher, like if Cameron Fletcher buys in, he will be a much better teammate next year. He will, he will be, he's got a chance to be a fan favorite too by the time he leaves. If he buys in, starts contributing as a good teammate, like people are going to love that story. Lance Ware, he's going to give it everything he has to you. He's going to do everything he can to help your team win. You can tell he's not as skilled as some of the other guys have come in at, at Kentucky as a freshman on the offensive end of the ball. Jacob Toppin, same way, going to help you play. You're going to get Keon Brooks back next year or you should. I think there's a decent chance Isaiah Jackson. I mean, maybe his potential is just too much, and he decides he wants to go. But like, I, I, I think there's I, what you're, I'm trying to build on what you're saying, and I think you're I think you're right. Like, this year is there's still gonna be some more lows. I think this year there will. Um, it's big to get this win today, but like, I think people just need to have something to have some hope for moving forward. And and Allen is a big reason for that. I mean, someone who I mean, someone who can reliably hit shots like that has just been missing for. Changes everything. It does. I mean, when you have a guy like that, and like, it, it might just get to Derek Willis here. Like, there was a, there came a point, Willis' senior year, I think it was, kept getting talked about Derek Willis' defense, and Cal was eventually just like, I mean, you are what you are.
0: Huh.
1: I don't think Dante Allen's ever going to be an elite defender. I think he can get better, but you don't have to be an elite defender if. I'm just saying, I don't think you have to be an elite defender if you can be counted on to hit three, four threes a game. That's your role, and that's how you help the team. Maybe you can't play 30 minutes a game. Maybe like, here's my big question, and this is not the pile on Cal. Would Cal have left Allen in the night? Yeah. That's what we don't know. Like, I think that's a real question, and, and it's and not, it's a fair
0: question to ask.
1: It's a fair question. Like, would would he have gone back to Boston to try to get him going, or would he have left Allen in? Like
0: right before he got tossed, B.J. Boston was sitting on the bench in Cal's chair. So he had come out of the game, and then somebody—and that's the thing too—some he was going to the table, and Bruiser Flint stopped him, and then he put and he sat in the chair where Cal was. I don't—I think it was uh, wait till the, the media timeout, and then go to the table and check in. As soon as it happened, soon as it was, soon as the play was over and it was a dead ball, Cal turns around, Derek, and I'm not kidding, gets so close to his face. That I mean, there was no gap between B.J.'s nose and Cal's nose. Like, literally, in in a pandemic, probably not the best thing. But uh, that close to his face, and I couldn't hear what was being said, but I can tell you, probably I can guess, it was a challenge to B.J. Boston because Boston had hit three shots to start the second half, was three or four. But it looked like it was a, we need you to win this game. So I'm going to go ahead and say that no, B.J. Boston would have played bulk of the minutes down the stretch, not saying that's a bad thing, I mean look there's pressure. You want these kids when they're when there's a five star by their name and they got all this nBA buzz around them, you kind of feel an obligation to get it figured out, especially when someone who's in a shooting slump like nothing i've ever seen before i've never seen a kid struggle this this badly from all areas of his game, Derek right now b j boston can 't find anything to get going
1: well he went he went four for twelve from two.
0: That could have possibly been a 5-for-20 stat line had he played a lot down the stretch. And then also he could have made shots. I still think his moment's coming. I still, if anything, this takes pressure off, honestly, because now if they start winning, you can kind of be, you can kind of, it's easy to criticize right now because they're losing, and they were losing and everything can kind of pile on. I think every kid at some point has just about been piled on about something. Uh, one thing, too, about Terrence Clark, I don't know if you saw the video or not from the the U.K. locker room at the end of the game, but I overheard this, and it's definitely Terrence Clark that's saying it, and I think that this is a very, very good sign for Kentucky. Uh, at the end of the video, they're celebrating with Dante Allen, and Terrence Clark goes, I've never been so happy for a person in my life. Derek, that's after a game that he did not play in. And it goes back to all the stuff Cal says. When you learn to care more about your teammate's success more than you do yourself, that's a good sign. I mean, it's a good sign that these guys are coming together as a team because, look, they weren't going to do it with their their one-on-one mentality that they had there for a stretch of four to five weeks. Tonight finally felt like that they came together, they executed, and they They've done a lot of good things, and now you just you just try to build on it. Look, Tennessee lost and not in the league. I mean, that's that that was kind of unexpected to me. I think, but I think we can also say that Alabama's a good basketball team. Uh, teams are gonna they're gonna lose games in this league, regardless of how good you are. Kentucky's gonna lose games in this league. Tennessee's gonna lose games in this league. But it's kind of it's kind of a new start. I said it yesterday. It's 2021. It's a new season. Conference play begins. Forget all the other stuff. Just now see what you can do. Don't even worry about the 1-6 and six part. You're 1-0 oh after tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think kind of my final thoughts on it is, I mean, just once again, I kind of want to see how Cal – because it's a new – I wouldn't call it a problem. It's a good problem to have if it is a problem that you have a guy like Dante who – know you can count on but i just i want to see i want to see how he how he handles this i mean all of a sudden you've got potentially five guards that probably deserve uh, deserve i say deserve it it's really weird to to say how i feel about it because i do think bj's potential is there to be something special but if we're being just completely honest out of mints and ask you or, or Alan, like to me, like Clark and Boston are probably least deserving of having the big minutes. And I'm, I mean, I know this is one game for Dante. Like Dante needs to prove it, you know, more than more than how it's going. But like, I, I really thought that that was a message sent tonight by Bruiser Flint. Like, if they just to me, if they truly felt like BJ was like that dude, he would have been out there. Was, I'm not saying he had to be out there for Dante. I just think he would have been out there in general, and he wasn't. So, that. But I don't. I don't know. I just want to see how they kind of balance it. I think BJ handled it well. Like you been still he, celebrating on the. He was. Like I don't think they had bad kids by any means. I, you know, they're they're young, but like I thought, all those kids handled it well. They were right. happy, like you said, for for Allen. But th- this will be something I'll be really curious to see how whenever camp, when Cal's on the sidelines, like how's he handle these rotations going forward. Because they're going to be in some more close – I mean, pretty much every game they've played this year has been close besides Georgia Tech and Richmond. I mean, even those games they were losing, they were tight games. And uh, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be curious. I just think any kid like Allen who has that kind of ability to get in there and, and score like that, unless BJ gets into a place where he's, you know, going four for seven or, or, or seven for 11 or something like that and not four for 13. I mean, if he's just to the point where like, he's got to play more within, I think, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, if Boston is he a four for thirteen shooter, five for fourteen like he has been most of the season, or is he a little bit better than that?
0: Well, at some point, you, you are tell- what your numbers are.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I, this, the, Kentucky's not going to win many games if BJ is going to be their, you know, their go-to guy or whatever who gets a ton of shots and he's just not making them. Like, I think how efficient Dante was, man. Eight for thirteen, <laughs> and seven of those were threes.
0: And a couple so of those, eight couple eight of those three three's almost went in too.
1: Yeah. So but
0: how how but how crazy is it that one of the questions last night for the mailbag was over under twenty points yeah. for Dante and There's no way. Surely to God that person wasn't dead serious when they sent that in. Maybe they were. But we you said, we were, we were you, said you would take the twenty. You and almost
1: had it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. It almost landed right on it.
1: But like, so Sean, like what how, how do you see BJ like going from here? And what will throw on Clark as a, uh, like I don't think Clark's been shooting the. Like, I don't know. I, I just. I'm think more
0: concerned those... about I've BJ than I am there. Terrence, if that makes sense. I'm more concerned about BJ than Terrence, just yeah. because Terrence. I think what we know now is Terrence has been battling an ankle injury.
1: And... There, there's no question. I've, I've, that's probably why my criticism of Terrence is not like. You could just tell at Louisville that, yeah, I gave him a hard time for just totally breaking a three, but like that is not really Terrence's game anyway and he was being relegated to be a jump shooter like he needed he needs to take some time off until he is back to a being an explosive type of guy like he is because what he's been doing just it's not good for him and it's not good for the team
0: no it's not Uh, but it's hard it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly where, where this goes moving forward with with bj boston i mean i'm He's going to be in that... To me, he'll be in that starting lineup Tuesday night when they play Vandy. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then going back to, you know, Bruiser Flint, as we wrap up here, if it comes down to it, Derek, you've got two entirely different coaches, but you've got two dudes that have known each other their entire lives pretty much in Bruiser and Cal. I mean, they've been together before. They've stayed close, even when they coached on different on, with different staffs. But what you have is you have Bruiser Flint, who has coached UMass and Drexel. He's not had to have the expectations or the obligation to leave a five-star guy in struggling and kind of struggle his way through it. Bruiser Flint knew one thing tonight when John Calipari got tossed. How do I give all these kids the best chance to win? Yeah. We're one and six. We cannot, this ship cannot sink in Starkville tonight. We have to keep sailing. And credit to him, that, might, that was the best decision for this season at this point. The decision might be different Tuesday night. But you see, I mean, there's been a lot of questions about the staff. I know we've had questions in the mailbag and stuff, but you got to give them credit, Derek. They kept those guys together. They kept them engaged. Uh, they're, they're on staff for a reason, and you kind of saw it pay off tonight. Bruiser Flint earned every dime he gets with that win tonight because that uh, that's the biggest win in a long time for Kentucky basketball because they had to have it. Comeback win, down nine, Dante hits three threes in a stretch. Next thing you know, Kentucky's got the lead, then boom, it looks like they're going to lose again. And just uh, unbelievable performance, one that I'll one that i never forget. I'm actually glad that I was in the building for it. It was just – it was incredible to watch. But I know you got to do the football show earlier with uh, with Kalen, so we're going to put those up separately. Kalen Harris, a good friend of ours who uh, yeah, yeah. co-hosts the CatScan podcast, uh, Derek had Kalen fill in for me today because it would have been very difficult to do football, podcast, cover the game, then do basketball. So we appreciate Kalen for that. Uh, so we'll put both those episodes up, Derek. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: Just a big win. I, I think you're going to get a rejuvenated. I, I think at least the fan base that's going to be really interested to see how, kind of some of the questions I was talking about, how, how many you know minutes does Dante Allen get, kind of how do these guys keep progressing, how, how do they come out? Uh, after a win uh, you know this would be the first time in a while that they're coming in off of a it should be in a spot where they don't fight like their backs against the wall as much now mm-hmm. it's a long time back to to getting to March I mean uh, you know I don't think all their I don't think everything's been cured because they beat a, a Mississippi State team that they should have beaten anyway so still haven't all I, had I mean it was a really fun night uh, in terms of how unexpected it was like we thought you know Dante got a chance none of us thought it would turn out that way but now it's kind of like a new outlook on the season Sean and I think that's really cool to uh a new storyline to talk about and perhaps tonight is the the start of a turnaround we won't know uh for a little bit but maybe this night is uh turns out to be as big as it kind of seems like it is right now
0: yep and uh all I said last night is you got to do something to change the mind if you can change the mind, it's it's powerful, and now you got them thinking that they're that they can win games. Now they they know that hard work pays off. Derek, I know that the scouting report, they are finally able to put something together, and now we'll see exactly what happens. Vandy Tuesday night, and then Florida next week. I mean, the schedule doesn't get easier. Uh, they're they're gonna move into a tough part of the SEC here very soon. Uh, so Missouri did bounce back today as well, got a win against Arkansas. So
1: yeah. SEC.
0: It is going to be a crazy league, but you know now that everyone is kind of vulnerable. After watching Tennessee go down today, uh, Alabama shot lots out. I'm pretty sure from looking at the stats and stuff. So the the SEC will be tough. Kentucky's one and zero. It's definitely a positive start uh, for John Calipari and his team. I do think that John Calipari intentionally got tossed, though. I mean, he he wasn't that upset. Derricky maybe on the first technical, but and the staff was trying to get him back, uh, but. It, he was definitely, he deserved more last year at Arkansas than he did this one, but it usually works out when Cal gets tossed. So maybe maybe Cal needs to get tossed more. I'm on, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, give a shout-out to the Butcher's Pub, two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Winsburg, Kentucky. I'm sure they were partying at both of those places tonight in the heart of uh, the 606 area code there, Derek. Uh, I know Kentucky fans have been very, very disappointed through the first part of this basketball season, but today was a big day for BBN with a football win and a tax bowl and then a basketball win for the men's team. Hopefully you got to watch those at the Butcher's Pub. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or you can check them out on Facebook for more information. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you Monday on Kentucky Daily.